and welcome back to the Film Tech Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon G, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Jonathan Smathers. And today we're going to be talking about... Uh, I, don't feel it, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that Aww. name fucks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking about that, but before we do any of that, let's do the catch-up. Uh, catch-up. Um, Mustard or something. What's uh, happened this week? Uh, I've had a bit of senioritis. Right. So Wait, I, so can, I definitely we, got that vibe from yeah. you for sure. Are, you, have, oh, you, are we going to uh, skip yeah. right to the like the other stuff, or are we going to mention what's been happening for the, in the last twenty minutes? Oh, well, no, we, oh, we can. Yeah, I, I want right. to talk about that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you are fucking like I know new, like neuroticism. Mm-hmm. I have I, like I get neurotic about shit. Yeah, but you were having a full blown like fucking like mental collapse. Uh yeah. Because <laughs> your fucking papers were not working. Things have to be the way that they're supposed to be. <laughs> is, is the thing. Things have to be the way that they're supposed to be. Like, like all right. So how many podcasts have we done? Seventy two. Seventy two. So seventy two episodes. Like, and I have like a a thing. I uh, a uh, routine. Right. So like before the podcast, the day before, like I'll I'll print out ev- all of my notes and have it right there for me on on paper, so I can like jot stuff down. As we're doing podcasts mm-hmm. well uh, today well, and sometimes like I'll try to print it out from my house or wherever I'm from and the printer will have an issue then I'll come over to your place and I'll right. print it out um, so I got over today and then like the we had an issue with the printer so it's like I have no like notes in front of me now right and so we're about to start, and it was just like, you know what, just don't worry about it. You know, you'll be fine. Yeah. And like, sure, I'm not gonna die. Like, right. that, in, in that sense, I'm gonna be fine. But in the sense that my complete routine that I do every single time is not there, that's like. Well, like life a, is uh, about uh, a, a, <laughs> life is about adaptability. Mm. So you know, you have to to adapt. No, you can adapt, but that doesn't make it good. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make it good. It's like, just it's just amusing. Like how, if, I, like, if I adapt like five to- five more times, and sure, I'll be great at like off the cuff. Don't need notes. I'm better ill prepared <laughs> than prepared. But your notes are right fucking there. No, no, no they're, right they're, there. they're there now. They're there now. They're right. they're on the computer. But that's still still a little bit different because I can't like write on there and scratch stuff off the computer. Yeah. And I don't know, it's not physical. Like, I don't even have to have it printed on paper now. I could bring my laptop in every week if I wanted to. Right. You know, but it's just like, it's a thing with, like, the pa- paper. And, like, like it can't go anywhere. Like, as soon as it's on the paper, I'm not going to get here and be like, oh, the internet accidentally erased all the work that I did. You know, like, it's, it's on a piece of paper. <laughs> you know? I would have made you all wait. Like, I would have gone... I would be so particular about a routine at this point. I would have just made you. I would have started without you. I, no, no, I, I would. I would. I would have wanted you guys to start without me. I even yeah. offered that. I was yeah. like, just start the podcast without me. I'll <laughs> leave and I'll just come back <laughs> when I'm prepared. Fuck that. I'm like super <laughs> anal. It's like I love to like do things, but it's like I prepare so hardcore that by the time I do it, like I'm not thinking about it anymore. Right. And like now, I'm just thinking. Now you're just thinking. <laughs> you're in your head. That's what's happening. You don't yeah. like to do that. See, yeah. I, 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 I can't do that. Like mm. for me, I have to be like constantly. I'm constantly thinking about something, mm. and which is why I think I have you know anxiety issues. Mm. And I think it's why yesterday I fucking had a panic attack working mm. on my edit, and I just had. Yesterday was a fucked up night. Yeah. For for like I I get your new like your neurotic about having the fucking paper thing. Mm. I just get emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was editing the like, everything was fucking fine. I was editing, just hanging out on my computer, clicking, mm. and then suddenly my timeline started getting messy. Yeah, and then like I didn't know what I was clicking. I didn't know what I was looking at. And then I just started crying. Oh sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> no reason whatsoever. I was fine being a person. And then I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Why do I exist? Why does no one love me? What is happening? Yeah. And then I took a bath for three hours. <laughs> that's so, where I watched a movie. That's what I want, I want to stop on this bath thing. Yeah. Because I, I used to love baths. Love a good you watched bath. watched a movie in, a ba- in, the yeah. ba- in the bath? Yeah. This is my issue, though, because I, I, I want to take baths. Mm-hmm. I like baths. Yeah. But it's like, 
all right, number one, I'm, I'm super tall, so it's like, but but what do you do? Even still, like, both of y'all, y'all are like, what, 5'11", 6 foot still? 5'10", yeah. Yeah, so it's like, when you get in the bathtub, your full body is not going to be immersed in the water. No. Nah. So, like, that's that's the issue. So, like, and I like hot. Do you, you like hot bath? Yeah. Hot, hot bath, yeah. Jonathan. Hot yeah. bath, yeah. So, it's like, when you run the, the water and it's, like, steaming hot, and then you put your body in there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. But then your <laughs> knees, both of your knees are poking out. So, like, your body is warm, but then your knees are cold from the wind hitting the knees or your feet. You know, it's just like my whole body isn't warm. And oh, I, I have uh, issue with that. You're much taller than us, aren't you, though? But y'all, y'all can't, can y'all get your whole body, like, do you have to fetal position? It's like, not that bad. I do it. I, 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 like I, I for like five, eleven, six, six foot people. Like, you can't, you're, you're getting your full body in that bathtub, all hot water no, and I'm comfortable. Getting, I'm getting, at any given time, there's like half of me submerged. Mm. So I'm like either like like everything waist down is up or I'm like ass up legs in the air. Yeah. Oh, so so like the the full like immersion isn't the 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 rationale the reasoning for it. No, no, I just like being comfortable. But I do want to lay down though. I do like I sleep curled up in a ball Mm. already. So like my bathtub is just big enough for me to just like curl up in a ball inside the tub. What What do you do after the first hour? The first like, hour, I like, empty the bath and I run another one. Say echo, yeah. Nice. That, that, that was my issue too, yeah. Like so much hot water. <laughs> it's over and over and over. Yeah. I, I've taken the three hour baths, four hour baths before. I just sit they're there. They're a little overrated baths. Yeah, they they're, are. I don't I don't agree. I, I believe I believe they're underrated. Did you say underrated or overrated? Overrated. Yeah, I believe they're underrated, but they're just very expensive. And <laughs> I can't afford it. Have you ever mm. you ever uh, just human soup? Use a bath <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you ever use a bath bomb? Oh, dude, Lauren's obsessed with those. Dude. Go to, what's the name? Lush. Lush, yeah. All the time. It's Lauren's, like a, that's, her, that's her thing. Lauren's my type of girl. <laughs> I know she loves that. those bath, bath bombs. Bath are amazing. You said bath bombs? They yeah. are really oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Just, you just drop them, and then they're like, like Alka-Seltzer oh, yeah. for clean people. Yeah, I yeah. totally I tried it. one out. I love that shit. They're nice. I, I, I accidentally used one with glitter one mm. time. I was sparkling <laughs> for like a weekend. I bet. It was great. I bet. I looked like a fucking Puerto Rican Edward Cullen. She gets mm. like weirdly happy about bath bombs and i wonder if that's just her or if that's a <laughs> i think that's a culture surrounding yeah, bath bombs probably so, I mean, it's a bit yeah. thing. but uh, uh, anyway uh you're neurotic sorry i had a mental yeah, breakdown about your panic yesterday. attack yeah. yeah it wasn't it wasn't that much of a panic attack it was more of just like how, how am i a person i'm supposed to like like because i want to be a director so i'm supposed to like lead people into a project mm. and sometimes i have these nights where I just look in the mirror and go like, what the fuck are you doing? You're out of your element, you fucking idiot. Stick to being an editor. You don't do this. Go away. Go cry. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened yesterday. I had no control over it. That's life, though, yeah. And yeah. It, it just, it, it's just like when my, my brain decides it wants to die, that's what happens. Yeah. And it, it's an upsetting situation to be in. But I watched a movie in the bath, and it took a three-hour-long bath. So did you, you watch? Good. Did you watch this movie in the bath? Yeah, nice. That sounds comfortable. Yeah, it, it really was. It was like, it was a dope movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, that being said, we're all neurotic and anxiety. What about senior, senioritis? Yeah. Eh. Somebody take this for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Chris gives a fuck anymore. So about the senior, the the school bit. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Um. <laughs> After your, uh... <laughs> you graduate in a week. Yeah, um, we have a we have a barbecue planned for yes. your graduation. Gra- yes. Yes. Somebody, we... somebody talk instead of me. All right, <laughs> Jonathan, what have you been up to? Uh, well, <laughs> I recently decided I'm gonna walk. 
walk. Uh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I was pretty against it because I was like, just mail me my fucking degree. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> done with you guys. Mm. But I thought you meant walk as an exercise. You mean like walk on the stage? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, one minute. One minute. Want to walk I on the stage? I decided to start walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because uh, I got uh, <laughs> I got some honor stuff, and I wanted to flaunt them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to hold the tassels, spin it around on the. But stage. also, I was like, I could feel like I was kind of a fuck up in high school. Okay. And so this was seems like a a nice redemption. And somewhat, okay. so it, I, I wanted to walk feeling good about myself. That's kind of uh, What else was I going to say? You, you damn well better be glad you're walking. You <laughs> damn well better be glad. Because I was going to have issue with you now, henceforth, and forevermore. If I had kept my ticket? <laughs> yes! Yeah, that would have been a pretty scumbag thing what? to do. <laughs> like, what? Like, this, this will happen. So I'm like, I'm like uh, Jonathan. <laughs> like, I, they, only gave, they only gave me four tickets, and I only have enough tickets to bring, like, the women, like my, my mom, my aunt, my daughter, and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like it if, like, my grandmother or father or, like, anybody like that could come up, and they, but they don't have four tickets. And Jonathan says, well, I'm not going. So naturally, I'm like, well, since you're not going and you get four free tickets, how about you just go up there, get your tickets, and give them to me? You know, or if there could have been like a payment exchange or any anything like right, that. There could have been a transaction. Any anything like that, yeah. And Jonathan was like, you know what? Nah. <laughs> I think, I think, <laughs> like, I think nah. when you said that, there was something that just kind of clicked and it made me. I was like, well, maybe I should think about walking. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, oh, it was like, cause, um, cause we're doing the uh, the cookout, the uh, the graduation party, right. and I was like, yeah, like all of my friends, and uh, we're all gonna celebrate then. But it's like the the graduation walk. I'm like, that's the party for my parents and the older people. Like right. they're not gonna be at the party, so they can see me in this cap and gown, and then we can go to a dinner, and then they can go fuck off, you know. Right. And then that's it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> go what, through the whole. What ceremony. time is your barbecue? Uh, it's gonna be in the evening, so from seven o'clock until. Sweet. Until one hour. <laughs> you know, like that. Until. Until. Uh, just, you know. Until okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad that you're walking. Then who's, who's going to, are you using all four tickets still? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring my, going to bring Lauren, my mom, and my dad and my stepmom. Nice. nice. And my, my mom and my dad don't really like. Get along. Talk mm-hmm. it. Not really not yeah. get along, but they just don't talk at all. So it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be really <laughs> It's gonna be a I'm great. Sorry. It's gonna be a great time. I hope yeah, they don't have geez. to sit next to each other. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> admittedly, I have. Uh, I've been working on that short film mm. that I've mentioned a couple podcasts and the edit. Yeah. Uh, fuck Adobe. I'm mm. done with Adobe. I'm done with everything Adobe. I'm Can't standing anymore. Loyal. They've like <sighs> no. These hoes ain't loyal at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Adobe's dick for like three years, mm. and now I'm hopping off. And I'm going with DaVinci Resolve. I can't stand Adobe anymore. Nice. Premiere is nice. I, I, their customer service makes me angry. And I fucking hate it. So I'm going to... He showed me DaVinci, DaVinci. Resolve yesterday. It looks pretty cool. I've seen. Yeah, it, it's, I'm into that. I've been working the short film. And it's like... It's coming out well, but it's the assembly cut. So all mm. the cuts are awkward. Yeah. And like... You, you're figuring out the edit as you kind of edit it for the assembly. Mm. And like... It's just weird. It's just a weird process. Editing is a weird... Like, I can edit someone else's shit all fucking day. Yeah. But when it's my shit, I just get weird about it. I oh, yeah. I'm like, is this good? I don't think this is good. Definitely. What's mm. happening? That cut is weird. <laughs> I don't like it. Mm. Why is he looking at the camera so long? What is going on? And then I just kind of get in that mindset. Yeah. And I think that's why I ended up crying yesterday. Mm. <laughs> Did you watch my short, Chris? Which one? Wet No More. Um, I started to watch it. There was a uh, there was an edit that I really liked. There was a uh, a wipe... Uh, what's what's it called? Yeah, yeah, we tried to do it 
Oh yeah, like, the, the, the screen the, wipe from, from Jaws. Yeah, there's, that's exactly what I what I saw right there. I was like, yeah, the Jaws screen wipe that was really nice. I, I didn't get to finish it because um, I got a little bored at the last minute. I didn't understand what was happening. The first minute and a half, I was like, this might be some of the best production value and editing I've seen from you or Cagney. What what part were you getting bored at? Um, I didn't understand what happened when he went home. Like he he goes home and um, he he, you know, he makes a phone call then goes home, and then it's like noises and music and stuff playing, and I didn't know what was happening there. And like, and honestly, to, to, I just kind of fast-forwarded a bit and like watched the screen. You know how you can like watch the screen? God damn. No <laughs> patience at all. It's an eight-minute film. Yeah, but I mean, it's... it's and it's, you got to like the six-minute, 30 mark. It's, it's the eight-minute film on my phone, though. You know, so it's like I can just like move the screen forward a little bit and then it's like I'll watch the action bars to see if anything happens in those things while I'm scrolling and nothing happened right there. But he was just sitting there. So I was like, all right. So I waited for some more dialogue and I didn't get it. So I was like, the best part when he's. I mean, freaking out. It was, but, but you got imagine the, like a first time viewer. Like I don't know anything about it, so I don't know if anything is gonna happen. If nothing is supposed to happen, like I don't know, I, I don't know anything about it. So it was just like I was, I watched as long as I was entertained. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say, hey, this is Jonathan, my friend. Let me watch this for Jonathan. I was like, hey, I like to watch entertaining things, and I was entertained for a minute and a half. <laughs> you know, like what? Like, like we were given a lot of critiques on like sound design and you know some color correcting, which is stuff that I know I need to work on. Mm. But damn, the part where he's at home—that's the part that draws me in the most, where I, he's just freaking out. But I mean, yeah. maybe it like maybe watching it again, it's like, or maybe like a, a header was like, yeah, this thing gets really good at the five minute mark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Chris! Get out of here! What? <laughs> so you didn't see the part where he like just. Collapsed on the floor in the kitchen. Uh, in, no, he like, collapsed like in the living room. That's the uh, other in the living room. No, I don't See think where so. You missed out. You cheated yourself. Of a, I mean, I'll of check a, it out again. It's not cool going dude. anywhere. Like I, I got a message from Cagney on my phone about it. Like he sent me a direct message. I seen it on Facebook. Like it's, I'm going to watch it. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry you got bored. I thought that was the best yeah. part. You know, if you know what? Part, you know what? If you know any what, part you know I get bored at, it's when he's talking outside. I was, I was looking at Jonathan while you said that. It was just like, you know, you know what? You know what? What? You know, it was perfect. Didn't find it boring at all. It was great. <laughs> I mean, I welcome critiques. It was perfect. Your part. So if I, I mean, it's not, it's not like because I'm, I'm just I'm telling like I did what I, I did watch some of it and like the, the minute and a half that I did watch, I can give you some excellent critique on that minute and a half that I thought was really good. It's just I got a bit bored. I fast forwarded and then I didn't see like somebody's head pop off or blood or any kind of like big action scene that let me know this is the end. You know. All right. That doesn't mean it's not good. Like, what, what the fuck does it matter what I think? <laughs> no, uh, it's fine that you didn't like some some parts of it. It's just, it's so perplexing that the part that I found to be the most exciting, you found to be the most boring. That was all. I might have fast-forwarded it through that part. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. He probably did. Because <laughs> you know? uh, I'll be, I, I, the first time I watched it, I fast-forwarded it through the phone conversation because it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But not because uh, not because of anything you guys did. Your actor just made me uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's, it's not like it was like you know that that camera work was shoddy. Like your headroom is bad. It's shaky cam. Like none of that. Like there's no critique that far. You mm-hmm. know, like there's only one thing that I fast forwarded to. But I watched it the whole the whole way through. I thought it was a pretty fun. I'm just fun so film. amazed that you guys felt so uncomfortable for different parts that you couldn't just watch. No, like I just feel. Hurt is <laughs> mm. what I'm trying to say. We should do Listen, like a full, a full review on his uh, eight-minute short next week. <laughs> I liked it. Like there's I, parts I, I of really Medicine Ball like that just kind of 
make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but I'm like, well, well, I was a part. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Serve it up. And you, I, I, you, I agree. You, you didn't have to, though. The thing about Medicine Ball is that I agree. I fast forward through those parts. I wrote the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like short films that I do that I watch back and I just go like, ew, <laughs> gross. <laughs> we definitely had a lot of those when we were rewatching it. Yeah. But uh, I, I definitely, I, I, think, I think you got something going on. Anyways. I like the way you write. Oh, thank you. I like your stories. Yeah. And your ideas. Anyways, it'll be on YouTube. Wet no more. Yeah. Dashes in between. Uh, check it out. Don't let Chris. Uh, can can you explain what, what what it's about? Actually, um, an infomercial actor. He's having like a lot of um, issues with his estranged wife, who won't let him see his daughter. Yeah. And basically, it's uh, he basically his relationship with his wife and his daughter was ruined because he kind of had a drinking problem mm. or it's kind of left up to your interpretation, paid, yeah. not just drinking, probably other stuff yeah. too. And when he got home, um, he had just gotten off the phone with his wife saying he couldn't see his daughter. Yep. Um, and so he just kind of has this freak out and you hear these voices in his head that starts off as the monologue for the infomercial that he acts in. Mm. And then the monologue narrator voice gets personal and says like, Instead of saying tired of those unwanted spills, it's saying tired of being a deadbeat father. Mm. So it gets really personal and starts driving him crazy. So we just added a lot of cool effects to that. And then he just completely, literally just destroys his home and falls on the ground. And uh, freaks out. And then after that, when he falls on the ground, it's my favorite part. Yeah. So I won't even say that. What happens after that? What What do the uh, like there? There's like uh, the red <laughs> red uh, towels at the end. Those are the wet. How, what are those? How did this? Does the uh, the wet no more like cross over into the the bad parent part? The wet no mores were used as sort of like a symbolism to well, we have the perfect solution yeah. for you, all your problems with your family and stuff. Mm. So he's just getting kind of it's uh, it's sort of left up to your interpretation. They yeah. kind of just get thrown on him as he's yeah. falling on as he falls on the ground, and and then it goes quiet, and so you don't really know what happened at all. It's just kind of a quiet house, yeah. and then it's and then his daughter's calling. So it's, pretty nice. it's kind of up to your interpretation. I don't know. All right, I dug it. Oh yeah, I'll check it out again today. Cool. Don't Thanks. fast forward. <laughs> hey <laughs> man, I don't want you to be bored. You know, I I agree that part outside where he's talking that's a little boring. Cool. I, I think we're about that point where. Oh, no, 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 no. The only I'm like this shit. Like the only thing I wanted to talk about today was Orange is the New Black. Oh, then just that's, go, go. That's ahead. the only. Go but it's ahead. like I can. I can give it to you. Well, you're not. I mean, it's your podcast. And you're not either. Like, goddamn it. It can be as long as you want it to be. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I, my notes are fucked. It's like I did a whole thing of like Orange is the New Black. I watch every single episode, but it's like damn, I keep. Dude. Oh, I'll get to hold on. I'll get to that. But it's like every time I look down, it's like this isn't right. Has a card lately? Then look over there, and that's right. Robin Wright is excellent in House of Cards. It's been really good lately. Okay, Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. So, yeah, it came out Friday night. I uh, wasn't able to start it when I wanted to. We went out and um, karaoke with, like, all the friends or whatever. So that night was... was Which I wasn't invited to, by the way. Yeah, you were. No, I didn't. I didn't get a text. I didn't get a goddamn text. You're in the group chat. You're in the group chat. I did not get a goddamn text. I didn't get a text. I got a group chat. I didn't get a group chat either. Are you not in the I group chat? I was low-key offended. You're in the group chat, though. I'm not in the group chat. 
If I, I check I, the group I, chat, you're not in the group chat. Whatever. Talk about our Yes, you're in the group chat. I'm not <laughs> yes. fighting. We'll, we'll check it on break. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, that, that, was, that was the night or whatever. So then yesterday, s- Saturday, I'm like, all right, I'm spending the day. I'm watching fucking Orange is the New Black. So I started from the first one all the way to the end. And this is a very, very good season. Nice. Very like, good. Better than season three? I think season la- three was a pinnacle of it, right? la- Last season might have been, season three or four, mm-hmm. but no, not as, not as good as last season. Okay. Um, just because it doesn't touch on, like, you know, we were, we were doing the Black Lives Matter and a lot of political issues that was going on heavily, heavily last year. Mm-hmm. And just because of how touchy those subjects were and them being one of the first big television programs to tackle an issue like that. Right. Uh, and, and especially with the way that they did, it has so much more of an impact. Uh, this season, it goes pretty heavy into pop culture references. Okay. So, like, if you're just a person that is alive in, the, in, in this day and age and has used the Internet, they're going to throw so many pop culture references at you one by one that it just feels like a, a little treat to catch one <laughs> every now and again. Like, oh, I get that. I get that. I see what they're doing there. Oh, I get that reference. Yeah. So they, they do a lot of the, I see what you just did there this mm-hmm. season. Um I had some other notes on it, but but I'll I'll come back to it next week. But it was it was a really 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 good season. Solid, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really good show that I'm not gonna watch. I watched the one. season premiere of yeah. season five, and I officially quit watching. Like really? I'm done with Orange is the New Black. I don't know. What's that? I uh, I I don't know if it's just because they are in prison and they can't really go anywhere. So what sort of situations can they keep getting into? Mm-hmm. What will they? It's gonna be like it's like Walking Dead. Are they going to just keep introducing no. a new bad person? No. Or are they going to... We're not exploring think, ideas, so it's like... It's, I'm, I, I, I think the fact that it's just consistent... Also, I was I thought the first episode was just really cringy mm-hmm. when they were doing the... When the riot was going on, yeah. and then they were just throwing in, like, side jokes to each other. I'm like, this is a very serious time. How are y'all, like, joking? It was just cringy. Just some little side nitpick <laughs> on it. Did, did you, you watch the first episode, though? I did watch the first episode. The whole first episode? And I have no desire to watch You watched the whole first episode, though? The whole first episode, all 52 minutes of it. All right, let's let's yeah. get into a, a little bit of something here. So so you've seen Daya, she took the gun and she shot the guard. Yeah. The, guy, the guy looks like Sam Rockwell, so he's on the ground and he's yeah. bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Do, do you care anything about Daya's plight as a, like no. a Latino woman at all? No. Do you, do you care? <laughs> all right. Do, do you care? Like, so this, this, is the, this is the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, you're talking about walk, Walking Dead. It's like, you look forward to who's going to die? Who's going to get turned into a zombie? Who's going to die here? Isn't that but, ultimately what you're waiting on? And Orange is the Black? No. That is not what you're But what else for. can happen to him? I That's mean, what I'm saying. What, what, just dying. Interpersonal dialogue, communication, and growth in, in, these, in these characters. All right. So uh, here's, here's one example. All right. So the guy that she shot in the thigh, he was a molester and a sexual predator. As we've seen earlier in season four, he um, he was a, he, he tried to molest one of the girls in one of the outhouses. So all of these girls know about these things that this guard is doing. So now we have a, a matter of ethics. Now there's a free gun inside of a room filled with women and a man who has been oppressing these women for an entire year since he's been working there. And now the women have the power in their hands with this gun. And then he gets defeated. Like, it's just nothing new. Like, V in season two. Who was in season three? There's always he, like he this just he scumbag ju- that comes into the. He doesn't just get defeated. I mean, he gets shot in the leg, and then so now we have another ethical issue. If we just let him, if we decide to patch him back up and and heal him and and let him live, now we're going to go down for this asshole who's been treating us like shit for a year, and we're going to try to help him live. You know, it's like I mean, there, there's a lot of ethical issues within this entire show that's just more than just a black I, and white. I think that. That's an interesting thing of the show. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's hard to care about. Like I, I'm with Jonathan. Like I, like after the first season, 
I didn't care about the characters. What happens to those inmates? Like, I can't, I, I didn't care less. Just, I'm going to get kind of serious just because you haven't watched any Orange of the New Black. But Jonathan, I will give Jonathan a little more credit if you've watched. No, I watched the, the first season. We're five seasons in, though. I know, but I'm telling you, like, after the first season, I didn't care about the characters. But I can't have a conversation with you about the character development in season two, three, or four. I mean, yeah. It's like there's but, way more content that's been out currently than was out when you first first seen it. Right, so but like, I'm saying that I'm echoing the sentiments that Jonathan had in season five. I just had him from in season, season one. one. Yeah, Elsa, I mean, we can debate season one, and then we can decide that season one was garbage. Right. But if we want to go on and say season two, three, and four, and how do we get there? We can't have the conversation unless yeah, I talk to myself. Go ahead. I'll, but, I'll, I mean, Google. every character's just kind of peaked. I, I just, I'm not. I don't. They, they are who they are. I don't know what else other lesson they can learn. Season four was amazing because it gave you a backstory of every single character. Do you have a backstory on Black Cindy? Black Cindy is the one that wore the Afro, the Afro puffs. Uh, no, you do not. She wasn't. She didn't have a backstory. Season. Not till this season. Okay, and then uh, did they cover it in this in yes. this season? And then, but there's and, there's a lot more characters that you don't know about their backstory. What about the there's a, a bigger, heavier set Latina lady that we just found out does the best impressions that you're ever going to see on this show? It's like I'm giving you guys two more minutes before yeah. I cut it. Okay, it's yeah. like there's a recap on each character. And then, and then that's it. Like, I just don't really care anymore. I mean, it's fine to not care, but I yeah. mean, it doesn't change the fact that it's a very well-written show. I oh, mean, yeah. just, that's so just to not like it is fine, but you're wrong. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, Orange is the New Black Season 5, like I said, is nowhere near as good as Season 4 because of the things that it tackled, but very, very good uh, in itself. Tackles a lot of different issues. Season 5. Cool. Also, uh, Adam West, rest in peace. Yeah. He died recently. Yeah. He was the, the OG Batman. Yes. Uh, it's a sad thing. One of my favorite voice actors of all time. He's awesome. All the way from like Batman to the, the, uh, the Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. So it was a shame to see him die at 88. Um, but yeah, uh, after that, bit of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut it. We're going to talk about I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Hey, hey. God, that's a fucking long name. That's a mouthful. Yep. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Like, I don't really. Nah. I was just going to give it my two cents on, like, why I didn't watch the show at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just after, like, I don't care about Piper anymore. It's not about Piper anymore. That's what I'm like. It's nah. the, the she was only in. Season one was all about her. Season yeah. one was. She was only in two episodes of season five. That's what I'm nah, like. Nah. I'll have the conversation, but it's just like with people that have watched the shows. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. Walking Dead so sucks dick, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I, I'm just getting offensive. That's All right. right. <laughs> I don't feel at home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, walking dead sucks. Like, what? You def- definitely don't feel at home. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, can you read your thing that you need uh, to Slightly. Uh, let's see. It's a 2017 crime film thriller. It's an hour and 36 minutes uh, with a score of 90% from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the rundown is, fed up with the human indecency she sees around her and set off by her home being burglarized, uh, Ruth, played by Melanie Linsky, uh, teams up with her martial arts-crazed neighbor, Elijah Wood, <laughs> to exact vengeance. However, the duo soon finds themselves deep into the world they lo- know little about. Uh, Macon Blair plays a, well, he's a crime thriller. Uh, shit, this is written poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macon Blair, a crime thriller written and directed by the same name, Macon Blair. Uh, so uh, Ruth plays Melanie Linsky and Elijah Wood plays Tony. Did you copy paste that or did you type that? Uh, some of us copy pasted and then the Macon Blair was mm-hmm. pasted at the end. Okay. 
So that's, like, that's that's poorly written. Anyway, uh, this is Jonathan's pick for a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. you recommended this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I this movie felt like if Edgar Wright and I think who did I tell you Edgar Wright and Daniels from Swiss Army Man mm-hmm. had a like had a like a love child idea, mm-hmm. but they didn't quite know how to compromise all of their ideas together. You know what I'm saying? A bit. How how, how so Edgar Wright? I see uh, the Edgar Wright. I don't see the Daniels. The, see, I don't watch Edgar Wright movies. So no. I, oh, really? I, don't, I don't really know what um, he's famous for. The the quick cutting, the, quick the cutting. close up, the, yeah. the the fast movement of the camera. Yeah. Uh, like the beginning shot is very Edgar Wright oh, when yeah. she's walking down the street, mm-hmm. picks up the paper, the mm-hmm. poop, and then puts us. That's very Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. The Daniels, I think, is just in the conce- in the concept of the movie, like mm-hmm. how much of a weird movie it is and how weird the, the bleak characters dialogue are. and stuff. Uh, not like necessarily the bleak dialogue, but. Yeah, sort of the existentialism that's within the movie, mm-hmm. and then how like Elijah Wood is a like the character that Elijah Wood plays feels very Danielish, mm-hmm. sort of weird. Like I could mm-hmm. see them in, in a movie like *The Army Man*, right. uh, kind of thing. So it, it 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 felt like like Edgar Wright and Daniel set out to make a movie, and they they didn't compromise a lot in all of the ideas. Like I, I felt like I was watching a movie with two styles in it mm. instead of one. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what it felt like right. at some points. Like it, sometimes the editing went from like really Edgar Wrighty to just like really long and sort of dramatic kind of like shots mm. <laughs> that were happening. And I, I just thought it was I I, just, I thought it was an interesting interesting thing to see. It felt very much like watching the movie Horns. Mm. I guess like it had that look, that independent movie look. And mm. I, I really liked I really liked the movie. I thought it was a fun movie. Melanie Linsky is that her name? Yeah. Uh, did a fantastic job, and Elijah Wood also did. Elijah Wood just makes weird fucking movies mm-hmm. anymore. I don't like after Lord of the Rings. Andy King, dude. Yeah, yeah. Andy King, dude, like he awesome. makes a lot of cool low, uh, low key stuff. Did you ever watch that show? The um, no, Wilfred? no, no. Uh, Dirk Gently's Dirk Gently's uh, oh. holistic detective for. I really like do want to watch it, yeah. but I'm just so particular about my my subtitles, man. I need. I you gotta need have your subtitles. Them. Yeah, because yeah. I could watch it on the Fire Stick. <laughs> Which I have converted to. I know we had a big conversation yes. about the fire stick. <laughs> yes. It right. is great. Yes. I have not used it yet. But yeah, man, I need my subtitles. Oh, watch the show and yeah. we'll talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I um, don't feel home. Uh, what do you think about the movie? Um, from the top, um, like you said, the first things that we see is uh, Edgar Wright. That's the very, very mm-hmm. first thing that I thought of is seeing those uh, quick cuts. And uh, we're introduced to Melanie Litsky's character, Ruth. And. Right off the top, you see a person that is, we can call it self-medicating if you, if you like, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's with, with alcohol. And that's heavily prevalent through this entire movie. And you can see the cuts in and out or with alcohol a lot of the time, especially with Melanie with a beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone that's just like, not, well, a scene at the bar that I really like that told us a lot about what this movie was. Uh, she goes up to the bar and she's having herself um, another beer. No, 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 let's backtrack even further. The first scene of the movie. Yeah. Jonathan, do you remember this? The first scene in the movie where she's in the, the at the red light at the uh, she's well, well she uh, when she's at the nursing uh, when she's nursing oh yeah the, the, oh, okay, the yeah. woman dying yeah <laughs> there's <laughs> the, uh, those monkey dicks to get there yeah she's uh she's like she's like why don't you just turn this off and the lady was like <laughs> the way they <laughs> should have <laughs> see I'm sorry Did I? <laughs> I usually I usually have it on my paper and I keep it away yeah. so so people can't just well like, I I, mis- me. I misquoted it go yes. ahead well let's let's do it together then I'll I'll do the uh, Miss Ruth and then you do the other lady. All right. Uh, why, why, don't, why don't you just turn this off, huh? Oh, God. Okay. The way they shoved this country right down the fucking stinker. Keep your gigantic monkey dick out of my good pussy. <laughs> 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 I, can't, 
Yeah. Can't wait for someone to splice this up. <laughs> so um, we're, we're, we're in the hospital and we see that Melanie oh my is God, a... That was so, why'd you have me read that part? I mean, uh, I could. I tried to read it. Yeah, and I'm then, sorry. <laughs> I'll give him that. I'll be honest, dude. I didn't even. I haven't even read it. I just kind of like see it, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that that was quotes from the movie. So yeah. I didn't mean to step on your fucking thunder. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. So Chris. they're in the uh, they're they're in the nurse hospital, and she was like, "Yeah, she she's saying the most absurd thing." As she's dying, like her dying words are this, get your gigantic monkey cock away from this good pussy. You know, this white lady, older white lady saying this. And mm. my favorite moment is like right after she said that. uh, Oh, sorry. My uh, right after she said that we had this like long and this is why it felt like the Daniels movie. Mm. Because after she said the word pussy, Ruth just kind of goes like, wait, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. The uh, the next shot is the um the family is there with the with the black doctor and the, the family is there and the the family's like well uh, did she did she have any last words and the black doctor turns to Ruth he's like Ruth and she's like hey I don't <laughs> well, you you think I'm about to tell the family in front of this black doctor what she was saying about <laughs> fucking monkey cocks and shit no you know so it was just like showing how absurd you know her life is it's like an everyday thing you know for yep. her just this absurdity uh, first thing she does. She immediately goes to the bar. You know, she's sitting there hanging out, and the um, and she, she's reading a book. She's actually reading a book, and, and a, a, guy, a guy comes up. He was like, "Hey, once you find out that so and so is really so and so's father, that's the best part. It blew my freaking mind." He's like, "Did you know she's the War Mage's dad? Yeah, oh, I got, the War Mage is her dad. Yeah. It's coming up. It's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> the signs are all there if you think about it. By yeah. the way, that's making Blair." Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's really? the director. That's the director, yeah. Oh, nice. So, like, he, he comes up and completely spoils the book for her, but, like, they don't make a big deal out of it. They don't yeah. harp on that this guy was just a complete asshole. It just, like, adds on to the small amount of shit that she gets throughout the day. Every single you know, of, day. of this guy. You know, so she's like, all right, well, fuck this guy. And then she leaves the bar. Then she has to deal with more shit. This literal shit on the, on the, on the lawn now from, from a dog that's shit on the lawn. So she goes up, picks it up. That's the first cut that we've seen. That, mm-hmm. that was nice to Edgar Wright. She picks up the poop, throws it away, and then has herself another, another beer. And um, from there, soon after, we get to meet uh, Elijah Wood's character. Mm-hmm. What you guys Who think about that? him? Uh, I, I thought in this movie he was really funny in that uncomfortable way. Yes. <laughs> every scene he was in, I was just like, ugh, get out. Yeah. But I loved them in them every time he was <laughs> in them. <laughs> I think my favorite moment is the... <laughs> this is what I was definitely wanted to... The, I, you told me to watch out for a scene. I don't know what it was, but I think my favorite moment was when he walks into the house when they like she's getting back her laptop mm. and he fucking throws a shuriken at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the whole confrontation, he spends like a solid 30 seconds getting out of the wall. Mm. That's how hard I fucking threw yes, that thing. That's how hard I threw it. <laughs> just so you should be impressed. It, it was just like... And he... he it was just the pacing of it, the <laughs> awkwardness when he walks in, just immediately throws whatever the it was called, yeah. and then he lights off a firecracker. Yes, <laughs> throws it against the wall for good measure. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really par- funny part. I love funny. Elijah Wood, and I love Elijah Wood in this movie. Uh, but I wanted him to be out of most of the scenes because, mm. like, the cringe part of me was just like, "Oh my God, stop! You're reading the situation wrong. Mm. Leave." Uh, but I really, I had, a, I had a good time with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like, How about you? I like Melanie, though. I love I, I love Melanie. Melanie. Yeah, Melanie oh. stole the shit. show, dude. If you guys watch Togetherness, uh, she's in that television show with uh, Mark Duplass. Oh, Fucking nice. Melanie Linsky, she's awesome. Yeah, she was awesome in this, too. Yeah, she, she plays was. off awkward situations very well. Yep. Like, just that feeling of feeling uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, but it, but it's never too much. Yeah. 
It's always like Elijah Wood is too much uncomfortable, but Melanie Linsky is, is like just the right amount. Like of in the awkward. Be- in the beginning, where she just is just simply looking at a car mm-hmm. and it, or that truck, and it's just blowing diesel fumes into the into the mm-hmm. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Just the look on her face, you can just <laughs> really see a person who is just fed up yeah. with yeah. society. And I really liked her. Like even just her body language was great. So she's she's uh, she's met the uh, she's met uh, Elijah Wood's character because he's. Or the dog is shit all over her lawn, and she's not happy about it. And now she's dealing with her house has been broken into. Right. You know, her house completely trash. They've stolen her grandmother's silver and uh, something other other else. Her whatever. pain medication on her computer. Pain medication. Was it pain medication? Pain medication. It was. It was. It was painkillers. Yeah. Okay. Like prescription painkillers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So um, they they came through, then took all the shit or whatever. Her place is completely trash. The police come over, and then I love the uh, the edit that they do with the uh, the dusting for fingerprints mm-hmm. and the uh, the investigation. We have a quick cut on that. That was another like really Edgar Wright moment. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of uh, Hot Fuzz. Yes. The beginning of Hot Fuzz. Yeah, they do it a number of times. It's yeah. it's like super awesome. So um so they're there and they're doing the investigation and then she's like yo are you guys gonna follow up or are you gonna find this guy and it was like uh so do you got you keep like a spare key like in front of your your house in the, under the mat she's like no it was like uh you normally keep your door locked it was like yeah but you didn't keep it locked this time huh <laughs> you know and it was just the scene was just kind of like setting it up for her to be in her mind as is oh you're saying this is my fault and right. in his mind is setting up for. Oh, you're not a responsible person, and you don't understand what responsibility as an adult is yet. Right. You know, and it's like both both of those two ideas like mashing with each other is this isn't my fault, and bitch, yes it is. You're like both clashing with each other at the exact same time, and we really get to see a resolution between those two later in the movie as well. But we'll keep going. Well, from here. I have a question for both of you. What did you think the movie was about? Like, what was the core theme of the movie for you? Because for me, the the core theme of the movie was loneliness mm. and wanting to to live. I wanted to like stray away from cynicism, but ultimately being called back into it just by the action of people's, just by the actions of people. In general, I felt like the movie tried to constantly go to an optimistic place, mm. only to be brought back down by the universe around her. And I think that movie was like her trying to escape that loneliness of cynicism. Uh, I think it had a lot to do with um, like taking responsibility for yourself. They um, they showed, they harped on that pretty hard with Melanie, and then they did it again. They paralleled that with uh, Chrissy, right. the um, the kid that had the entire world given to him by his father, mm-hmm. and then still chose to do bullshit after bullshit after bullshit, you know, and not want to own on own, right. own up to that. So um, but so I, I think there has a lot to do with that and what you said as well the, the, with the loneliness and uh, yeah. Melanie finally finding her I equal. Felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I thought that was a really interesting way to present that because mm. like the whole time Melanie feels like the kind of character who's like she's obviously fed up mm. but she's not angry enough to do anything about it yep. and like and I feel like at some point in the movie like the halfway point her cynicism just kind of gets the better of her mm. and she decides to be everyone else in her life and not give a shit about everybody else and like put herself mm. ahead first yes. and I feel like that was like her attempt at, at, at getting away from the cynicism of humanity mm. by being the cynicism of humanity. Oh yeah. So I think he had a lot of commentary on how like how how shitty people can be and how lonely that makes people like Melanie feel, mm. and but also how one can find comfort in that. Like once like if you meet the right person, like she met Elijah, mm. and suddenly like all her shyness and awkwardness started slowly disappearing. Yeah. And she she got happier until I mean shit went crazy. 
Yeah, Elijah but, is a character that's going to take action. He's, he's right. going to take action regardless of how far-fetched <laughs> the idea is. <laughs> and my favorite example of him, not, where, my favorite example is at the end where it doesn't matter what kind of um, information you're giving him, he knows what he's supposed to do and he's going to do it in his mind. Right. right. At the, uh, the end of the movie, it was like... Um, I don't think you should be squashing those burgers down like that. No, no, no. You you want to squash them down. You're going to get the juice out of them. <laughs> no, no, no. You want to keep the juice inside. No, no, no. This is going to be perfect. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, like he's just smashing the shit out of these burgers and ruining them. But it's just instead, it would, uh, with Melanie Linsky's character at the beginning, she would have been somebody that just stands back and lets something happen. Mm -hmm. And we see in Elijah Wood's character was like, no, I'm never a stand back person. I'm a take action person. I don't care right. if these actions are ridiculous. I come up in here with the damn ninja Throwing firecrackers, you know, it's like it doesn't matter. I'm gonna take a action rather than doing nothing. In terms of protagonists and antagonists, I think Melanie and Elijah Wood's character, mm -hmm. uh, Tony, Melanie and Tony had a really good chemistry mm. in terms of protagonists and antagonists. Oh yeah. I think uh, by the half point of the movie, you can definitely see that they kind of switch roles a bit. You know, when she when she takes the lawn tiger, mm. and Tony's just like, "That's not your fucking lawn tiger." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole bit is, I think, is my I, favorite scene. Yeah, made both. Both made really good points because I kind of struggled to see what I loved Elijah Wood's character, but I mm -hmm. struggled to see how he played into the theme mm. okay. of just, I guess, being kind of the polar opposite of Melanie. Mel yeah. of Ruth made it a yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I yeah. Th yeah, I think that ultimately that was like his ultimate role in the movie because, mm -hmm. like, by the half one of the movie, Melanie is no longer sort of shackled mm -hmm. by her awkwardness, and you can see her even stuttering less throughout the movie. Yeah, you can see her being like. And in, in the beginning, they, they do a nice parallel in the movie where she's uh, walking through the grocery stop in the movie, and the guy drops his ships, and she like picks it up for him, and like she lets a guy come in front of him, in the line, and then by the half point of the movie, that same thing happens again, where she's getting the badge out of the cereal box, and then but this time she tells him pick your shit up, and she cuts in front of a guy yeah. at the line. So you can definitely see, you can track her, her like improvement in, into like being more assertive mm -hmm. as a person uh, through the movie, which I think. Was fantastic. I think it was a, like a nice little touch because mm. this is a movie where not a lot happens until the very end. Like yeah. the very end is where things get fucking crazy. What was adaptation was like that as well? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> fucking like immediately, just like a nice curve, yeah. and then it just goes like fuck you. Yep. And uh, this movie was a prime example of that writing style. Mm. Uh, but I, I just, I really like the pacing. I think my favorite. This is a great movie to study for pacing. Mm. I think there's like. I couldn't find a single problem with the way the movie was paced. Yeah. I think like the characters did what they should have done at the time that they should have done it, and everything as absurd as it felt mm. by the end, where like everyone's getting shot in the head and like people. I are loved kidnapped. how suddenly violent it got. <laughs> yeah. Like it seemed like kind of like a funny comedy, maybe a slight thriller, and right? Then, and then it got like gory, like yeah. blowing the hand off. Yeah, it got. I love like. <laughs> Yeah. Shifts like that's awesome. That like that is how you grab my attention. Yeah, just show me something like someone getting their limb blown off. Because I was getting bored by the, that point of the movie, and mm. then the dude got his hand blown off, and Ruth started projectile vomiting. <laughs> stop right doing away. that! <laughs> <laughs> like stop doing it. It's like what? <laughs> She's vomiting everywhere. And he's just yelling at her to stop. <laughs> like you're killing people in the middle of the room. Like what the fuck do you want? <laughs> and even even the the, sta stabbing. the stabbing on Elijah like. She was just really intense. It was yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, and, and this movie was like, even though it's like a comedy, because I think the movie is meant, it, it's a described as a crime th thriller. Crime thriller, yeah. Dark comedy. It, should, dark. Be, it should be a dark comedy mm. crime thriller, because I laughed yeah. way more than I was thrilled mm. by anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, 
the movie's good at building suspense mm-hmm. in a way. Like there's there's not a lot of there's not there's not a lot of it because it's mm-hmm. of the nature of the movie. Yeah. But when they do decide to build suspense, I think it does it very effectively. Yeah. Like when she's in the swamp and there's a snake going through her. That whole scene, it's a snake running past her. It's like oh, okay, that was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And then you go like, I wonder if that's gonna come back. And then they they bring it back and the dude gets bit in the face by yeah. the snake. Yep. The shooty can. That's another thing that I really like about these type of movies: the payoff. Like it's the and the Chekhov's gun is used very nicely mm. in this, and like everything that's shown, like they show Elijah Wood show, throwing a shooty can. Yeah. And the <laughs> firecracker and then at the end of the movie he, when he saves Ruth it's with a shuriken to the face they show them uh, purchasing illegal firearms in a, in a vacant parking lot and um, while he's getting the gun he was like where the hell did you get this gun like at the bottom of the ocean or something yep. and it's like trying to open it and enclose like this sawed off shotgun and it's showing like it's already kind of faulty right. and then we see later on in that shootout where the uh, there's a female that has it she tries to shoot it and it blows her goddamn hand off like and trying to use it mm-hmm. yep so, yeah, and so just like nice. the coincid- like the coincidental nature of that whole scene, like it all just went to shit mm. so quickly. People started shooting each other, bullets bouncing. She gets shot in the head. Yeah. Elijah gets stabbed. The dude gets shot in the head. People mm. get scared. There's vomit on the floor. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And yeah. then there's like a chase scene that felt very adaptation-ish. Mm. And it's just like, I, I, like the movie, the pacing of this movie is absolutely brilliant yes. for how ridiculous it gets so quickly. I dare almost say perfect for for, for like for what uh, I view for entertainment. Like mm-hmm. the pacing in this was damn near perfect for me. Yeah. I mean they they did this in an hour and thirty six minutes. Yeah. I'm on here like every week. Like give me a goddamn hour and a half. Like an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. If you can get your story across to me in that time frame, then I'm more than willing to give you repeat watches. <laughs> you know, yeah. more than willing. But it's just like a two hour, three hour, four hour movie, like fuck off. But hour and a half, they I mean they filled each minute of this hour and a half with so much information. And like we were saying, like the Edgar Wright quick cuts, you get so much information that in that that you don't have to spend sixty seconds watching in action. Right. You know, there's a um a scene where she goes to the hospital and uh, she goes there with uh, with Elijah Wood's character, and they're there, and he prescribes her like a painkiller. Mm-hmm. And they do another one of the Edgar Wright cuts. Put the put some medicine in her hand. She pops it in, takes a swig of water, and the next scene is just her dozing off inside the car. And then all the colors get nice and uh, like die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then she, they they show the sun coming in between her and Elijah Wood, and she just dozes off into blissfulness, and finally has like a calm and serene moment. You yep. know. And all of that took like 10 seconds to mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Like 15 to, to seconds. Do. And you know exactly what was happening, which mm-hmm. I admire in the movie. And you, that, got, that could have been three minutes. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> 15 seconds. I'm like, that's, that's, that's what we're getting to is just can you, can you start to compress your information in shorter amount of, a shorter amount of time? I mean, they can say that we, don't, we have an attention deficit with, as millennials. Mm-hmm. But what it is is I feel like we have an inability to process information much faster than people before us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're not wrong you know? about that. I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, what What do you have to say? Why did you recommend this movie? Um, I think it was more of... I, I went through a really heavy Elijah Wood phase. Okay. <laughs> so I just started watching all his films, and I was just looking at Netflix, and I... Oh, I, I first heard about it because I listened to him on Chris Hardwick's Nerdist. Yeah, okay. Because oh, okay. he got interviewed for specifically for I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Okay. And Chris was talking about it and right before he really like delved into it with Elijah, I paused it. I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie. Nice. <laughs> Chris Hardwood can really sell a movie yeah. to you. Really so I can. think that's kind of what oh, yeah. what drew me to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what 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 are your thoughts on the movie? Um 
I, I felt like I was Ruth a lot <laughs> in the beginning, especially because I get so unnecess- like irrationally angry with a lot of people and mm. fed up. Same. And I know I shouldn't uh, worry about it too much, but mm. I can't fucking help it sometimes. So I loved <laughs> that she was willing to do what I would, I wish I could do, uh, which is like, I don't care if you took my shit. You took my shit, <laughs> and it's and it's a bad thing to do. Yeah, I don't care what happens to my stuff, but you're an awful person, and I want to scold you. And <laughs> I was like, I wish I could do that. Like sometimes it's just I get very cynical, cynical, cynical. Yeah, yeah. So it it just felt like a biopic. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, scroll down. Oh yeah, I guess you can just say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there was a scene um, at the end where she finally goes to confront the uh, the dad, Chrissy's dad, and the dad is like, I don't consume my son's behavior. Anybody can do anything if you let them. Welcome to the world. And mm-hmm. that's that's the point where she still... I thought still, about you when he said that. I was just like, Chris is going to quote that fucking line. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's, it's so true about um, just being protected and being on guard. And like she's coming from the realization of, well, the, the identity and identifying with, oh, the world just happens and then I'll deal with it as it happens. But now like she things are happening way beyond her control. Her house is being broken into her. Uh, the silver of her grandmother has been taken. Like not just something that she cherished and possessed, something that her grandmother... Uh, possess uh there was there was a thing up here there was a uh, a quote uh this one right here i see oh uh, yeah she was saying that her her grandmother spent her retirement to bring dinners to folks with cancer and then she had a stroke and then it just all went away it just went to carbon too and now i'm one of the only ones that remembers any of that and pretty soon i'll be carbon too and none of this matters right you know and that's a sort of overly cynical tone that the movie mm-hmm. presents itself but oh, it yeah. does it optimistically it does in a way yeah it doesn't play it for sad. It plays it for like just fucking. I have to do. I have to t- seize the opportunity that I right. have because none. All this is going to be gone and won't matter soon. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I also felt like the a secondary theme of this movie, which I really enjoyed with the security, not the security guard, the cop. Okay. Uh, the the I, I don't know that I I know that actor. I see him a lot, but I don't know his name. Black guy. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, I agree. Yep. He's really good. Yes. But I I, always, I just never know his name. Mm. He's been yeah. in like a lot of Nickelodeon stuff, and he has like a, I think he's been in some Nickelodeon yeah. stuff. I think so too. Um, but that guy, I feel like the secondary theme of the movie was just like everyone has their own problems. Mm-hmm. Yours don't matter. Mm-hmm. Mine do. And mm-hmm. like. I, I think I took a different away from that mm-hmm. because uh, they, when they're there, she's saying what her problems are, mm-hmm. and then he, his, he's really saying that you're, it's not that your problems don't matter; is that everybody's problems mm-hmm. matter equally. You right. know, she, she's saying about her house being broken into and that her grandmother's uh, jewelry or whatever mm-hmm. candles and shit, so and he's saying, well, there's there's another person that's been beat half to death and they have skull fragments into their brain and that's what they're dealing with today. And you want to come tell me about how I should stop the entire world because of your grandmother's uh, jewelry or whatever, silver. silver, silverware, you want me yeah. to stop the world for that because you couldn't think to lock your door? You know, that's, that's what he's saying. He's not saying that it doesn't matter, but he's saying the same thing. This guy's like, anything can happen if you let it. Take responsibility for yourself, and then you have to live with terrible consequences, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, that's, an, that's an interesting point, because I really just felt like it, like that whole relationship with the security, the cop, mm. was all about, like, yeah, you have problems, too. I'm about to get divorced. I don't give a shit about your silverware. You mm. know, like, I felt like that was the tone of that. Yes. And I felt like... Like it's just a, it's. It, I felt like it was a problem that we run into very frequently, mm. where like someone walks up to me and is like, "Hey, can you help me 
fucking figure out the shoot and I'm just like I I'm crying. Yes, that's that's <laughs> yes, that's I 100% agree but it's like uh to bring it back into like reality it's like all right earlier I got here today and I was like I don't have my papers like right. I'm a very neurotic person and this is not going to go well. Right. Like I'm very bad at things like this and you're like no it's going to be fine. I'm yeah. like no 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 it's not because I've lived with myself and I know that I, this isn't going to be good. Right. And then you're just like nope nope it is and and then I was I was like well you're saying that because you want me to do the podcast yeah. now. And you know it's like it's just something that people say and then I'm like that's what the guy's doing too. Mm-hmm. He's just saying like hey just do it. We have we have issues. Everybody has issues, but nobody's issue is bigger than another person's issue. So I don't think he was saying fuck you no more than you were saying fuck me. It was just like, <laughs> hey, I have a life. My life is important too. Yeah. You have to deal with your shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? no, that, like I'm, I'm not saying that he was being, you know, ultimately rude or, yeah. or antagonistic about it. Yeah, I'm just saying that the sentiment was like, fuck you. We all have problems. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not yeah. that his mattered more. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get across. Here. Um, but like, I, I just, I just liked every like every character relationship that, that there weren't that many characters, mm. six, seven, mm. uh, and every character just had a genuine interaction that meant something. Yeah. At some point in the movie. Yeah. The dad and Ruth had their interaction about you know the let the world like the the quote that you said, just like it's your world let it whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Welcome to the world. Yeah. Uh, that bit like the mom just like ah fuck that kid he mm. made bad choices. Yeah. Elijah Wood taught her how to not be like so passive. Yeah. And like the cop told her that she should take responsibilities things in her hands. Yeah. Uh, that her friend told her it's just like you just gonna deal with it. It happened, deal with it. Yeah. So, like, every character interaction had, a, like, a small lesson that Ruth learned from, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And that made the movie feel very rewarding to mm-hmm. me. I never mm-hmm. felt like no character was unnecessary, which is a... I, 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 for only one, and I, I hated this being nitpicky, but I was going to bring it up when we were talking about the, uh, the shootings. Uh, the only character that I felt wasn't necessary was the, uh, the lady, the girl with the tattoos on her face. Oh, the yeah, one that the, the, the shot, the, the sort of shotgun or whatever, Des. Yeah, I, I don't have any backstory on her at all. So like, I know that she's kind of a badass, but when she shot the gun and like and died and all of that stuff, I didn't care about her at all. I know yeah. nothing about her, and I was like, what's the? I point think of she was she was just a plot device just yeah. to get Ruth in the place she, she, she was. needed to be. She totally yeah. was. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you're gonna add a character in there, then at least have her in there for a reason. You know? Right. Well, she, did Marshall was Marshall more in Marshall? depth? Mar- Marshall was the one that got bit by the snake. That's yeah, the, uh, the yeah yeah I, I feel like he was the uh, Chrissy's uh, boss mm-hmm. whatever the 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 ringleader of the stealing shit gang yeah okay yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah like uh, yeah I, 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 I knew his, his role yeah. I, I understood his plight like I mean yeah I understood, understood him mm-hmm. I uh, I I thought that that was an asshole but mm-hmm. he did what he had to do yeah. I think that the mom was weird <laughs> like the whole conversation about the cappuccino made me laugh yeah. that's the thing about this movie <laughs> this movie has like it, it, I, I like how this movie plays yeah. movie tropes, yeah. and they go they like go to a really big setup for a movie trope, and then they immediately knock it down seven hundred pegs, mm. and then just go back to reality. Uh, kind of like what happened was just like the girl said, "You have really beautiful little black eyes," mm. and they just got to Ruth, and she's just like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." Just like, <laughs> like they go for the movie cliche and then they knock it back down to reality. Mm. And I think that that's where most of the comedy comes from in the movie. Like Elijah Wood coming in and like hitting the dude in the nose with the weapon, throwing the shooting and the cracker. Mm. And then everyone's just looking like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like it's supposed to be this really badass moment and it's immediately knocked back down. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the funny happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I genuinely, I genuinely like this movie. I couldn't Same. find anything wrong with this movie in terms of like filmmaking. Yeah. Like I couldn't find anything wrong in terms of filmmaking. Yeah. What's and your, what you're rating it? I want to go last. I'm still considering. So considering, I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah. I think we have to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Brian broke it down for his a, se- a seven for him is good. So yeah, six seven. is all right. Five is average. Six is good. Seven is very good. This was Eight different is great. a couple of days ago. Is it? Was it? Yeah, seven know. was good because I agree with you because oh, okay. of the Wonder Woman scale. Seven was good. Eight was very good. Nine was great. And the 10 was, oh my God. Okay. Then, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. I mean, I, I want to go really with what good. the truth is. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. My scale changes every so often. All right. <laughs> it's just like, but for me, like, seven, seven's good. Seven's good or very good. I think, I think, I think this movie's good. It's great. If seven is. If if seven is great, then it's like if I say this is a nine, then what does that mean? <laughs> well, you, then then you have to explain your numbers. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. Because like, when I rate on IMDb, that's the thing I, I used to, yeah. Like, like those six is six is like a comedy, mm. like right. a good comedy, yeah. Uh, that still had my attention. Like I gave Baywatch a six. You okay. watched the new Baywatch movie? Like I th- I thought Baywatch was okay. Man, I have to go see that. It was, Fucking, like, it was um, like a six. Yeah, I give a lot of I give a lot of sevens and eights. Hannibal Burris was he good in that? And they watched. No, it said he died. Hannibal Burris. Yeah, black guy died. He had like he was in there for about like ten minutes and then died. I got to see that. All right, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> kill the black guy. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say with seven. Seven. Yeah. Jonathan, I'll do eight. 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 I'm gonna go somewhere around in there too, like a eight point eight, eight point nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 8.8. That's interesting because you're much stricter with your rating, I think. Maybe. So did you just really enjoy the movie? I enjoyed it as much as I did Wonder Woman. But you, what gave did you give Wonder Woman? 8.7. You gave it an 8.7? I mm. thought it was a solid 8. Man, you get, mm. I, I you see, get I said, particular. Yeah. yeah, I said 8. I said, but you do that to me sometimes. I'll say, yeah, I think it's like a 9.3. But like, all right, solid 9. <laughs> that's, that's what I do with this. Oh, I was like, yeah, I, think I, don't, like understand the, I don't understand the points, guys. Yeah. I would... Just say eight or nine. Eight point eight. Yeah, because like, if you get it, like, if if you get a, if you did a test and then you be like, I feel like I did, I got a B. I'm like, no, you get an eighty. You know, I was like, it's like eight point eight is eighty eight. You know. Mm. I, okay, I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I'm gonna stick with a uh, with a seven. Like a, like a, yeah, a solid I'm stick C. With a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a really really good movie, but it's not. I've seen a lot of movies like it in terms of like the independent. Uh, dark comedy flair that I've seen. We've got The Lobster. We got Horns. We got uh, Swiss Army Man. We got the Daniel Shorts. So like, it's nothing new to mm-hmm. me, and it's not anything like groundbreaking so far. But it, it's so much fun to watch that I think seven's the right score. I think we all have the same uh, rating scale for scoring. I think it's just the adjectives we use to associate with those numbers I think are so different. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you give it? You give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't feel it. I don't. Fuck, man. It's such a long name. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah. Right. I think it's his first movie. First movie he's ever directed. Marco Blair. What was it? Macon Blair. Macon Blair. Macon Blair. Yeah. He was Macon. in. Uh, he, he acted in Green Room, a movie called Green Room, oh, and, and okay. a movie called Blue Ruin. So check those out. I think they're both on Netflix. Her nice. Green was good. Uh, yeah. So I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I think it's a very good movie. Very good example of like pacing and how to handle like themes in a movie if you're looking to watch it specifically for that. Uh, but other than that, it's just a fun little movie, and mm-hmm. I think uh, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Cool, solid. All right, we're gonna cut. I'm gonna get some water, and then we're gonna go right back to the the the, the television and movie premiere. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Wow, I'm just like drawing a blank. Like, what's Blade Runner? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Harrison Ford. I've never seen that. Before, I'm excited actually. for the new, the new movie. I'm Blade excited to see this one. Yeah. I didn't appreciate Blade Runner the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it was a lot better. Right. There's something about watching it the first time. It's just, I don't. I, I'm interested to hear. You have either you seen? seen I, haven't. It? I haven't. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm, yet. I'm in, interested in hearing what you have to say when watching it for the first time. Second time, I enjoyed it so much more. Nice. All right. Cool. Anyway, anyway Chris, uh, do you need your yes. your thing? Because you don't have your paper. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> television and movie premieres. All Welcome right. Welcome back. Uh, this weekend, uh, television and movie premieres, uh, starting with TV. Uh, first day is going to be Tuesday. E- day this episode is released, uh, Tuesday, June the 13th. Oh, so, sorry? Uh, the first, episode, first show is going to be Oh, Hello on Broadway. Uh, it's a uh, comedy on Netflix. It's uh, a film performance of the recent acclaimed Broadway show by Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Uh, that's <laughs> Oh Hello on Broadway. I saw him talk about that on the on Jimmy Fallon the other day. Yeah. I love John Mulaney. Yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, Nick Kroll too. They're like both yeah. really, really funny. Uh, there's another show coming out Thursday, June the 15th. It's a AFI Lifetime Achievement Award, a tribute to Diane Keaton. Uh, it's going to be on TNT at 10 p.m., Okay. Um, that's on there because Diane Keaton, I'm fucking she's love. A, she's not that yet. Right? Oh, no, definitely oh, Okay, good. Oh, no, 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 no. That would have been a bummer to find out today. Yeah, like Michael Keaton named himself after this lady. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like I forget what his real last name was, but um, he was coming into the music, uh, the movie business, and he wanted to have a recognizable last name, so he changed his name to Diane Keaton, or Keaton after Diane Keaton. Huh. But yeah, um, but yeah, if you you'll know her from Annie Hall. If you haven't seen that, watch that or something's got to give with uh, Jack Nicholson. Love, love, love her. That's Thursday, June the fifteenth, TNT at ten p.m. Uh, the last thing for television this week is Saturday, June the seventeenth. T.J. Miller, maliciously ridiculous. Huh? It's a comedy on HBO at ten p.m. I love that guy. T.J. Miller's really funny. Maybe maliciously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mati- uh, you wrote meticulously. meticulously. Yeah, it says meticulously ridiculous. I didn't write that. That's copy-paste. Yeah. So. I love T.J. Miller. He's really funny. Yeah, uh, that's T.J. Miller. Check him out Saturday, June the 17th, HBO at 10 p.m. You know he had a brain tumor? No. Yeah, he had a brain tumor. And he was acting really erratically, and his friends thought he was just doing hardcore drugs. And yeah, and he, didn't he assault an Uber driver? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, wow. the tumor was growing inside like a, a pain in his brain that affected his personality. Fuck. And he was acting really erratically. <laughs> That and sucks. Like, he had he had like a grand mal seizure. I know he left Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, there. recently. That sucks. That's so sad to hear because it's like that's not under your control. No. Like no. you can drink as much water as you want. You can have a clean diet. You can exercise. Do whatever you want, but you can't like prevent a tumor. Right. But know, they like got the, it out. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He had surgery. They got it out. Everything was fine. But uh, look up on, there's a show on YouTube called This Is Not Happening. Mm. Look up This Is Not Happening, TJ Miller, and he tells that story. It's fucking hilarious. Okay. Anyway, what's next? Uh, We got movies coming up, and this is an awesome week in movies. Three Mm. movies that I will go see, every single one of these movies, and Mm. I don't think everyone in this room is going to agree with that, but we'll see. Uh, The first one is Cars 3. It's uh, rated G. It's a 109-minute runtime listed as an action or listed as an animation adventure comedy family sporting movie. Uh, the rundown is <laughs> Lightning McQueen sets to prove to a new generation of racers that he's still the best race car in the world. Uh, the director is Brian Fee, and it stars Owen Wilson. And Nathan Fillion is in this as well. Owen Wilson. I, yeah. I miss Owen. I'm looking forward to Cars 3. Yeah. Uh, Cars 2 was pretty bad, so I yeah. think it's a good mm-hmm. ch- good. 
good chance of redemption. I do too. Plus, Dang. I love the way it's been advertised. I don't know that it's been very minimal. Yeah, you don't really know much, Mm-mm. which scares me. People didn't. Mm. People like they were like parents that were really upset about the teaser trailer for Cars Three because they really thought because it was dark. Yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that it's dark. But I'm interested in Cars Three. I don't think I'm going to pay to see it, but I'm interested no. in see it what Same. it looks like. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, go ahead. So that's uh, that's Cars Three. Check that out this coming weekend. Uh, the next movie is called Rough Night. It's rated R, 101 minute runtime, and it's a comedy. The rundown is: a group of friends are horrified when the male stripper they hired for a bachelorette party in Miami winds up dead. <laughs> uh, Brian, can you pronounce the director's name for me, please? Uh, Lu- Lucia Aniejo. Wait. Yeah, Lucia Aniejo. Thank you. Uh, it stars Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Kravitz, Kate McKinnon, and Demi Moore. I am into. Uh, I'm conf- okay. Bear with me, because I thought Demi Moore. That's was weird, because the f- the main women on that poster, I definitely don't see Demi Moore. Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the girl from Broad City. Right. Yeah, the one on the the one in the Kate r- McKinnon. Yeah, the the one in the right corner. I always forget her name. She was in Workaholics. Yes, I love her. Workaholics. She, she, she stole that show. No, no. no. I, can't, I, I hate that I forget I'm like, her name. I don't know her name. Whatever. She was in Workaholics. She's in Rough Night. Mm. But I watched the Red Band trailer for mm. Rough Night, and her she has the best lines in that <laughs> whole movie. She's like, oh, I won't even say it. I'll ruin it. It was something about an STD. She's like, yeah, I got a bunch of those down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Well, yeah, that wanting... looks good. Quick, quick question. Demi Moore. Hmm? Cause I'm pretty sure there's a porn star that goes by the name Demi Moore. Oh, as well. uh, no. The uh, this one was married to Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. They, uh, yeah. All right. She was uh, she was in a movie called Showgirls or Striptease. Can, okay. one, can we also Girls. talk about how there's basically two versions of Rough Night? One with a bunch of white women and another one with Just a bunch white. of black women. What do you mean? What? There's like in the oh yeah coming this summer. Yeah. Really? It's literally. It seems like the same oh. plot. It's called Rough Night. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, is it, it the movie with um? It's got like Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett, yes, Queen yes. Latifah. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it's funny. Like the same. I, it seems I like the same trailer. movie. Yeah, <laughs> both look pretty funny though. Yeah, they do. We gotta hmm. go for those markets. Women are out here making some money. They are here selling. <laughs> Women are out here selling right now. I thought this was the. At first, I was gonna be really cynical because I thought this was the new Amy Schumer movie. Oh, Snatch! It did not do well. Yeah. And that I was just like, well. get, get the fuck out of here with that. But I'll <laughs> give it a go. Yeah. I fucking hate Amy Schumer's comedy. All right. <laughs> uh, next is going to be All Eyes on Me. It's rated R, 104-minute runtime. It's a biography, drama, and music is what it's called. Uh, see, the rundown is, tells a true and untold story of prolific rapper and actor, poet, activist, Tupac Shakur. Uh, director is Benny Boom, stars Demetrius Ship, and uh, three other people that are not well-known actors, so I doubt you know. But uh, Demetrius Ship Jr. is playing uh, Tupac Shakur in this movie. Nice. Oh, yeah. uh, I know two, nothing about Tupac. That's two hours and 20 minutes. You going to watch that? I'll watch five hours of that. I mean, All eyes on me? Yeah. I mean, I've read, I read uh, his first book. I read the book that was uh, penned by a lot of different people, including Jada Pickett-Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've just listened and read so much about him. Like, yeah. I, I know him. nothing about him. I was so never into Tupac. I, no, I didn't doubt his intelligence. I yeah. thought he was a great... Y'all were younger, though. Like, he yeah, was... True, yeah, true. I think before, we just missed Before my time, yeah. yeah. But I, I've enjoyed Biggie's flow more. Yeah. You always hear that debate. Yeah. And I, I liked... I didn't like Tupac's flow. Biggie's flow was a lot better, but Tupac was, like, in the moment. Uh, 1996, I'm like, what, 12? I'm 12 that more. had been something, man. Just yeah. grow, growing up with when he's, like, 
he was the thing. At the peak. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm 10, 11, and 12 years old, and music is changing dramatically. With gangster music and Tupac and saying that he's a thug and it's okay to be a thug, and you know, and all this stuff. And now they're they're putting curse words on the radio, like for the first time, like w- without bleeps. A song called Hail Mary. You might, you've ever heard the song called Hail Mary? Mm-hmm. Come with me, Hail Mary. That song. It came on the radio in 1996. That shit was fucking unheard of. <laughs> You know, so I mean, it's just just on impact alone. Like I can't take away that Biggie is a much better rapper. Flow is much better, but it's just the impact that the that that man's life had in that five year, that good five to seven year time span. Mm-hmm. It's hard to duplicate something like that. I mean, yeah, he was he was a phenomenon, yeah. like for sure. Yeah, I just wish I knew more about him mm-hmm. in terms of like, like I wish I took the time out to research more about Tupac. Cause all I know is that he probably faked his death and went to Cuba. No. And that's all I, that's the only Tupac reference that I understand anywhere. No, okay. <laughs> Who's the relative of his that's in asylum in Cuba? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah, anyway, he's, he's is that it? Dead. Is that it for movies and television? That is it. it God, it, that it. Feels, feels like a pretty garbage weekend for, for movies. Yeah, see, I just yeah. said the exact opposite of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, this is the best weekend of movies I've seen in a very long time. And I'll be seeing like, all of these movies and I doubt they'll agree. Because <laughs> we, we just, I, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I was 100% not being sarcastic. Because we got like a broad comedy. Like, I'm interested in the Tupac theme, but mm-hmm. the cars and the broad comedy, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, look at, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the cast. It's like, yeah. when, on a comedy like that, I might come back and I'll say, yes, yeah, like, a, what do you give it? One out of 10. And I'll be like a four, but it was really funny. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I, I mean, you got Scarlett Johansson, Zoe Kravitz, Kate McKinnon, Demi Moore, and the chick from Workaholics. Like, I enjoy all of their work very, very much. So, I mean, just go put a bad movie on that I can laugh at. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. Cool. I think yeah. I'm a snob. I think, I think I'm a bit snobbish. Mm. No, you, you like Suicide Squad. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 Come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I can't, I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Come on. So I think I think we can go. Yeah, we all got episode. our guilty pleasures. Yeah, yeah. Speak. You know what? No, we'll we'll tell them after the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll tell them. We'll tell them. We'll, 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 we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll okay. talk. I, th- I thought we said we weren't going to have them on the show anymore in the first place. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Frank. Dude, I don't know. Here we go. We needed a guest. He was the only one that could make it. Right, 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 right. Nothing. Thank you for coming, Jonathan. Nothing ever changes. Seriously, I appreciate you waking up early as fucking Sunday. Thank you. A day off. Yeah. <laughs> As he yawns loudly into the I've been yawning the whole show. I've been trying not to. I have like really audible yawns. Like, <laughs> so I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to make. Oh. I'm sorry. Anyway, that'll be it for us today. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music under For Film's Sake. And uh, you know the drill. Tweet at us, review us, talk to us, whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, We will catch you next episode. Thank you for watching.